And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about Hello everyone and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And uh, we've got a busy show today. Lots of different uh, topics to interest you. We're going to begin, uh, we're going to mention uh, what we're going to do, Casey, near the end of the show. Uh, we're talking about uh, a new restaurant visit by you to uh, Tuto. Yes, the first and, one uh, since February 29th, Tony. There the you first go. restaurant opening and um, press event that I've attended. Nice. And we'll also uh, introduce you to a brand new, very useful wine app if you love British Columbia wines. We'll also speak with Coral Kuklo. She's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. Uh, they have deconstructed one of their white blends, Casey, and they're going to make uh, three, two or three different wines from that, including a Sauvignon Blanc. And we're going to find out about a mystery wine that nobody knows about. Should be fun. Uh, then Ross Weiss, you remember Ross, master of wine and winemaker over at Black Hills. We're going to talk to Ross about the upcoming harvest and the release, the upcoming release of their first ever sparkling wine at Black Hills. Casey, you're going to love it. It's a Chardonnay Pinot Noir blend. And we also are going to ask him where his favorite wine originates aside from the Okanagan Valley. Right on. And coming up next, Ezra and Stephen Sipes will join us, Casey. They're going to talk about a new special project they're trying to get underway uh, in the Okanagan. Yes, a culinary college. I can't wait to see what happens with that Yeah, proposal. I think they're going to be successful with that in the Kelowna area. So all that and more coming up next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Tin Horn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. Kalmana Family Estate Winery would like to welcome you to visit their spectacular winery in the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench. Guests can enjoy seated tastings of six of their signature wines for up to six people per reservation. Feel comfortable knowing that rigid social distancing and cleaning protocols are in place to ensure the utmost safety of staff and guests. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Open 10 to 5 daily. Call or visit kalmana.ca for reservations. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Yes, baby. 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, our next two guests are well known to our listeners, Stephen and Ezra Sipes uh, from Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the Okanagan. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? Nice. Yeah, good. <laughs> nice. Nice to be with you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thanks for great having to hear, us today. Great to hear somebody say nice. Uh, uh, well, welcome to you. Uh, I, it's kind of a fun time of the year. Uh, the grapes are changing colors. Uh, there's kind of a, a mood that the harvest is not too far away. Are you, do you get that excitement still at the, this stage of the game? Yeah, we've actually just been out visiting all the vineyards for the last couple of weeks and seeing all the growers and we're getting a really good stretch of weather, which is exactly what we need right now and what the grapes need right now. And despite all the wetness, it's actually a really, it seems to be a low disease year and, uh, a little behind schedule, but it's looking like it's going to be a good vintage. Yeah. 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 And uh, like uh, regular time timing or ahead or behind looking, or what do you think? A little late, maybe maybe nine, eight, nine days behind it looks like in general. Yeah. Just We're, we're just getting raisin now. Just the Pinot Noir up and down the valley is, uh, is just, you know, the, the odd purple berry in the north. A few more yep. purple berries in the south, but sure. uh, it's not, it's, we've still got green hard berries. Raisin is, we're right in the middle of it now. Mm. Can I say one, one interesting aside is that one of our growers gave me a plant to take home. It's a Sangiovese plant, which is, you know, grown usually in the hot weather of Italy. And I took it up, and my little 10-year-old said, Daddy, can I eat one? And I said, well, they're not ripe. Well, let me try one, she said. And she <laughs> ate one and said, it's delicious. <laughs> I want that. And I did, and it was actually good. It wasn't, it wasn't sour or anything. I couldn't believe it. And it's really? only August. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that is a good sign. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you guys now are, uh, you've been leading the charge for organic wine growing and in biodynamic wine growing. Is that, does that change? Does that speed up the, the harvest at all in your property, say, versus people who are not doing that? Um, you know, especially with the biodynamic vineyards, they're really in tune with their environment. Those, those vineyards are part of the landscape, really fundamentally. They're, they're connected with nature in a very profound way. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it speeds up the ripening or anything like that. Um, but what it does is things like the, the crop loads, you know, um, and the balance and the harmony – uh, with with the ripening and with the season seems to almost in a in a way that we don't even control uh, like we don't drop fruit on our biodynamic vineyards for instance the right mm-hmm. amount of fruit sets right yeah that right self regulated wow that's yeah. it regulates itself that's the way to say it that's the yeah. way to say it it seems to regulate itself yeah it makes yeah. itself that's the beautiful thing you know the, the yeast on the on the skins eats the sugar inside the grape and the wine makes itself just like Humans, humans have make it for thousands of years. Just stomp it and then let it ferment and and uh, keep it cool, I guess. And that's about well, the only thing we have to do. Yeah, which which is what we should all be, Stephen. Is balanced in our life, right? I mean, if you're if you yeah. are balanced, uh, whether you're a grape or a human, uh, thing good things can happen. Then a very good thing to do. Balance is so important to to have that. Uh, like having enough sleep every night. That's very important for our balance, and that's what the grapes need, too. They need to rest and not be overtaxed, and the weather has to help us all, too. This is my concern right now, is the uh, changes in the planet right now are quite severe. I I was just uh, thinking about how for the first time in 10,000 years we have no ice in the Arctic Ocean, 
and there's 24-hour sun up there, and it's evaporating at huge amounts, which is changing, uh, you know, the weather patterns and possibly even the the, the jet stream, which can affect everything that that carries, um, you know, toxins and poisons and everything. But I I, I want to just say that the two most important words to us has been over the last 35 years, and especially now, is organic and local, uh, and we've we've made some wonderful progress with having an organic restaurant and having an organic winery uh, and, and proving that you know it's not only healthy for the humans and healthy for the earth, but we win the top prizes with that too. It tastes better. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't improve on the flavor of pure nature. So no. we had a wonderful uh, experiment with it, and we're very proud of that. And we, we also had some fabulous uh, news last week. We made our presentation, formal presentation, to the city of Kelowna, uh, for our Culinary College for Humanity, which is a, a college and a classrooms uh, to educate people in food production uh, about local and organic. And uh, we got approval from the Agricultural uh, Committee. Uh, advisory. Advisory Committee. Yeah, first step to presenting first, with the first city. First step. They basically declared that, yes, this is an agricultural use, which is fantastic. So that means hmm. that the city uh, can now, you know, uh, uh, allow us to bring in the application formally. So we're, we're very, uh, very encouraged. Uh, it'll be a, a think tank for the world to uh, to look at how we produce food for the 8 billion population we have now. Uh, we've designed a four-story atrium there. We can have uh, 400 guests at a time there at, at a conference. And, um, you know, it's very conducive to being there where they, they can have an uh, an immersion, so to speak, into the vineyards and into our our gardens and uh, into yeah. winemaking and into food production. You know, we have yeah. a, all the way to the plate to all get the it on the yes. plate and so the, yeah. the whole food system, because um, it, it has a profound profound impact on the world. The way we create and consume and transport food. Yeah. And um, just going back to biodynamics for a minute and and our gro- our grower visits over the last couple of weeks. One of our longtime growers and one of the original organic guys in the valley, uh, Ed and Robbie Clark from Vispring Vines Vineyard. <laughs> they're, they're right next to Blue Mountain there in Okanagan Falls. They grow Pinot Gris and Riesling for us. We were, we were talking about biodynamics and going back to something that Rudolf Steiner said uh, in the original lectures, which is that a farmer is not a cog in a machine trying to be, should, should not be a cog in, in the machine trying to be as efficient as possible and churning out a product, right? They are a steward of, of the their land, which is a piece yeah. of the planet and a piece of the universe, and they should be steering it in, in harmony with the universe. And I think it just goes to show that it's all of, of our small individual efforts that add up to the, uh, to the planet that we live on and the, and the problems we face. And you've got new labels now uh, for your biodynamic varietal wines, and are yeah, they are do. they available? Yeah, we we have a few out right now that are everybody. We always label them as Summerhill Vineyard, right? Uh, which is you know the, putting the emphasis on the vineyard and that they're estate grown wines. But it always seemed a little redundant that it was Summerhill Vineyard labels from Summerhill Pyramid Winery. So now we're calling them our estate grown biodynamic wines, and we have a Pinot Noir, a Riesling, and a Gruner Veltliner out, and a Chardonnay is coming out uh, really soon, just just approved the label to be printed today, and it's mm. already in the bottle and in the pyramid resting. 
And uh, we'll send those out to you for review, Tony. You can let us know what you think of them. Be happy to do that. Uh, listen, before you guys go, go so fast. Uh, you, you mentioned having a lot of people perhaps coming up to this new uh, this new center. How are you managing right now, and uh, how is it going with guests? I know it's been quite busy in Kelowna. So, what is, is it business as usual at Summerhill, or how is it working? Uh, Tony, we're actually thrilled with the uh, with the with the response to uh, having. They have to wait online now. You know, they have to give us information. Uh, we give them a sip of Sipes Brut while they're waiting. They seem to appreciate that. Uh, and our sales uh, are, are probably as good as, if not better, than last year. We're, we're doing really well, and our, our, our over the, uh, rather the uh, online sales have boosted hugely. Uh, the only thing that's severely down is our Chinese tours because, uh, to quote... Yeah, nobody's flying <laughs> in. Well, yeah, nobody's flying in, and, and Canada is an evil country. We, we put... We put people in jail without, without cause. So people uh, from China don't want to visit us anymore because uh, we, we're, we're, not, we're not very nice people that we lock up <laughs> people without <laughs> cause. <laughs> okay, I'm not that's, biting well, on that, That's Stephen. the word on the street anyway. <laughs> that's not the word on the street. <laughs> yeah, I'm not biting on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll have a laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right now uh, we, we have no, uh, no, no Chinese visitors at all. Yeah. yeah, listen. Uh, it was great to catch up with you. I, I I I should send people off to the website. There's so much information there. One uh, just to read about the vision of gratitude and abundance for people and planet. The way that you guys have outlined your company is a is a great read and a comforting read. I think for some, but. Uh, I'm still uh, I'm loving these uh, family-style take-home dinners you're offering from Greece, Italy, India, so people can uh, check out that. And and uh, I would love some gelato at the moment. It's so hot down in Vancouver. So all of that's available at Summerhill. So that's all part of uh, of uh, a spin to uh, take on COVID head-on and uh, stay in business. And I congratulate you guys for doing that. Thank you very much, sir. That's very nice of you to mention those things. They're very popular. People love our takeouts for two which would really actually feed four, <laughs> but yeah. we give a lot of food. That's abundant. That's, That's, part, abundant. Of, That's part of the vision yeah. statement. And it's all organic, <laughs> and everybody loves them. So, yeah, we're, it's a thriller to see people responding so well to it. Yeah. Come on, Stephen. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite one? India, the Orient, Mexico, well, Italy? You know what? I love Chinese food, and I'm working on getting organic Chinese food together. But it is not easy. It you is not easy. Flavors. <laughs> They've been developing for thousands of years. It's an art. Yep. You know, you can't rush that one. But yep. that's what my dream is to have organic Chinese food because I only eat organic, and I love okay. Chinese food. So, <laughs> well, there's over five thousand recipes for Chinese food, so yeah, that would be very mm -hmm. interesting if you could do that. Hey yeah. guys, thanks so and much uh, for as well. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, and to our listeners, uh, head off to the website. The e-commerce is open. Uh, there's lots to read and buy and see. And of course, if you're in the area, drop by and. Uh, have a visit. Uh, they're open for business and uh, coping well with uh, COVID-19. See you soon, guys. Have a great harvest. Thank you so Sorry, much. Thanks, Casey. Bye, Thank Casey. you. Ezra Sipes, he's the CEO and uh, founder Stephen Sipes from Summerhill Vineyards in Kelowna. Uh, just a hop, skip, and a junk from the lake, which you need to be in because it's warm enough for a swim. Casey, maybe we should get up there and I would love swim. to. <laughs> what do you think? Yes, I'm. I'm in. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. There's plenty more to come. Don't go away. There's more to come.
This is the VC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard, overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. For a limited time, BC Food and Wine radio listeners can save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this summer to celebrate their 20th anniversary season. Make sure to join them on the sun-soaked patio for a sampling of their premium wines. Or, if you can't make it out this summer, then don't forget to check out their popular virtual tasting program online. For reservations or for more information, visit them at blackhillswinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Barb Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery in the Okanagan. I see world-class wines being grown here. I see the potential for growth in the wine industry, in ecotourism, in everything that the Valley has to offer. And on her winery. It is the best job in the world. I'm in the sunshine all the time. I'm looking out over the lake. There's the birds. There's the crew. Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. The warm weather is here and Indigenous-inspired cuisine and much more awaits you in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Spirit Ridge Resort in Isoyas is pleased to announce the reopening of the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry with a brand new menu. Social distancing protocols are in place for your safety, so join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in complete comfort. Please make your reservations at bearfishrootberry.com. Spirit Ridge Resort, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is uh, not only a chief winemaker, he's a master of wine, a pretty nice combination. Uh, for Ross Weiss, uh, he heads up the winemaking at Black Hills and uh, uh, for many other parts of the Peller Empire. Ross, how are you today? Very well, thanks, Tony. Very well. Uh, yeah, great to catch up with you. We're uh, sort of getting a, a, a pre-harvest chat in with some people and uh, or a post-Varaison. I don't know. You're further south. Is Varaison on down in the south or what's happening there? And Maybe tell us what, tell our listeners what Varaison is. Sure, yeah, for reasons um, when the grapes start changing colour, so when they go from little green um, pea-like berries to uh, purple fruit that you see on the red grapes, or they start to soften for the white grapes. So that's how you know you're getting pretty close to harvest. Yeah. And, yeah, we're definitely at that stage here in the South Okanagan. Um, Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc, which are probably the last two to go through that stage, they're both, I'd say, there or, or at least halfway through there at the moment on the backstage bench. So we're wow. there. We're getting ready for harvest. And is that and early, Ross? Uh, if anything, I'd say we're slightly late. I'm not sure I'm really qualified to say because I've only been here about four years, but uh, I'd say <laughs> probably about a week later from uh, just talking with the vineyard folk. So that's not a bad thing. I think, um, yeah, probably heading towards a slightly cooler than average year at this stage, but a lot can still happen in the next couple of months. Yeah. 
It's uh, actually, it's an interesting topic, Verizon, because of actually what's going on. Unfortunately, now there's some fires uh, happening in the Okanagan. And uh, you just mentioned that the grapes soften up. Is this the time when smoke can affect them more than uh, when they're just hard peas? Or how does that work? Yeah, unfortunately, that is the case. I think the key time that grapes absorb smoke is sort of in the in the seven to ten days after veraison. So we're we're right at that stage at the moment. And yeah, unfortunately, with a couple of fires popping up last night, the smoke's not too bad at this stage, and it's certainly not like we saw in 2018 or 2017. So yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't get much worse. But yeah, this is this is a bit of a critical stage for the for the potential smoke team. And Ross, are you seeing more visitors than usual with the people not traveling overseas during the summer and down yeah, to the U.S.? Less, yeah, I, I think tourism is down. Um, and saying that, the, the valley seems pretty busy at the moment. Um, I think what we're seeing is reduced numbers, and we've actually reduced capacity at our wineries. Um, for example, at Black Hills, we're, we're operating at about 50% of what we used to, just by design to try and um, limit the risk and and what we're finding is it's really giving our customers a great experience. So we're, I'm not sure we'll go back to the old ways. So although customers, customer numbers and tourism are perhaps down, I think we're, we're still um, fully booked at Black Hills uh, weeks in advance and, at, through the summer. So, so and it's are you not are bad. you not? Yeah, and are you not selling more wine now to less people? Is that is that how it's working at at, at the winery? Yeah, I'd say that's probably a fair comment. I think, um, yeah, we're just, it's, it's great to, to get to spend more time with our customers and, um, yeah, get to tell our stories a bit more. So, yeah, I think we're finding that, that it's really good for, for customers to spend more time with us and, and definitely good for us to spend more time with them as well, even though, obviously, it's definitely different than it was with, with masks and yeah. distancing. But it's, it's, it's turning into a pretty good experience for, for customers, hopefully. But it sounds like we need a reservation if we're heading up at wineries. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely a good idea. It saves waiting in queues because obviously we've got limits to how many people we can let through the door at any time. So if you've got a reservation, that definitely saves any potential wait as well. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of wines, Ross. I know that uh, you had some great news coming out of London uh, this week from the uh, a wine competition, international wine competition? Spirit. Yeah, the International Spirit. Wine and Spirits uh, Challenge in London, which is one of yeah. the, the bigger ones. Yeah, our 2018 Carmen era picked up a gold and 95 points, which uh, is That's huge. pretty phenomenal. We, <laughs> we, um, we don't normally send it to shows because our wine club is, is fairly thirsty for Carmen era. So, um, it's, yeah, but we just, you know, I guess it's always good to gauge yourself against the, the rest of the world. And obviously Chile's the, the home of Carmen era at the moment. So sure. it's good to see where we, we stand against them. And that's great. a great result. We're really proud uh, of how, What vintage yeah. was that? 2018 yeah how would you describe that i mean that's an old bordeaux variety that sort of got lost after phylloxera it never really got replanted in big numbers and then as you say grew up in and became uh one of the name grapes from chile but what how would you describe it say in terms of cab franc or cab silver merlot or something like that yeah i think it heads down the cab franc um direction aromatically anyway i think you you do get a bit of the herbaceous and um sort of red pepper characters coming through which are kind of interesting mm-hmm. um but uh, what i find with our carbonara is the the mouthfeel and the texture is just absolutely stunning it's really soft and the t- tannins are really silky and elegant and probably it's the concentration's just through the roof on it it's just so inky in texture 
And I think that comes from just being such a low crop variety. That's the reason they never replanted in Bordeaux because it was such a low cropper. But yeah. because it is the low yielding vine, it does give you such concentration in the wine, which is to me the, the secret of our wine. Yeah. I'm you're, excited about your sparkling wine. I understand you're doing uh, 2018 sparkling. And uh, when yeah. will that be released? Yeah, I feel a bit mean talking about it, but I think we're looking at um, possibly late next summer or, or, early, or the spring afterwards. It'll, it, we're, it's our first attempt at the 2018 vintage, so we just want to see how it ages in, in bottle with its yeast. Um, but yeah, the plan was originally 30 months on the lees. Um, it's all very well to have a plan, but as I said, we'll see how it develops. Um, but yeah, we're making our first sparkling wine from 2018. It's a Chardonnay Pinot Noir blend, and we've made one every year since. And I just kind of feel like that's what was missing from the Black Hills portfolio was a, a, a bottle of bubbly to open to serve to people as they arrive at the, the winery. And I, I think it's going to be perfect for us. And so, this is yeah, a really this is a Pinot. Yeah, Pinot Noir Chardonnay blend. And have you not already tweaked the vintage, non-vintage thing? Or or as we like to yeah, say, so, multiple vintage? Yeah, so the um, the first one, obviously, that was the first attempt we made. So it's 100% from the 2018 vintage. But every bottling after that will be non-vintage. So I think that means we're blending more than 15% of the previous vintage or the yeah. two previous vintages into the wine. Um, and we think that can bring more complexity to the blend. Um, and uh, to me, that's what it's all about. We've got such great fruit and great linear acidity. I think we just want to bring another layer or two. So we can do that by bringing in reserve wine that we're carefully looking after in the cellar for one to two years. So pretty excited about um, not only the first one, but how it's going to develop after that as we build up our reserve wine stocks in the cellar. Yeah, that could be good. By the way, we're speaking with Ross Weiss. He's the chief winemaker at Black Hills Winery. Ross, also, you have a new release, a Cab Franc, coming out uh, per se. Is that ready to go or in the next few weeks? Yeah, it's uh, it's on the shelves now. I feel like I've been talking about this every time we've spoken, and that's how excited I've been about it. But, yeah, finally it's released. So, yeah, per se, that's uh, that's our Cab Franc-based blend. It's about 85% Cab Franc. Um, I, I absolutely love Cab Franc from here. I think it's probably a surprise for me when I got here. I, I knew I was going to love the Syrah and the, the Merlot and the Cabernet blends, but Cab Franc really surprised me. Um, just in the, the brightness of the fruit, we get the beautiful raspberry characters, the little uh, savoury complexities you get with it, but most of all the tannins. I just love Cab Franc tannins, how fine they are and how elegant they are. And they've been contributing to our blends for many years at Black Hills, but it's just great to showcase them almost on their own with it, which just a little bit of Merlot to add another little red fruit and softness hit to the mm. wine. So... Yeah, I, you can probably tell I'm pretty excited about this wine now. <laughs> and great, Ross, yeah. how or when do you know when you have a particularly good vintage? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think I remember uh, talking to a Central Otago Pinot Noir winemaker about this, and he said about 10 months after you've bottled the wine. So, <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> I never I never like to... to yeah, to get too confident until it's really showing what it's like in the bottle. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I think you, you can generally tell after malolactic fermentation when the wines are starting to settle down in the barrel, you, you get a bit of an idea of their concentration and the length and, and what sort of stuffing the wines might have. But in terms of balance and complexity, it all comes together while it's in barrel and then how it settles down in the bottle is, plays a big part as well. But I think you get 60% of the picture within sort of seven or eight months of harvest, but, yeah, there's still still a lot more to, to come together. 
And where do your favorite wines originate? If you had to choose one or two countries, you know, aside from Canada, what would those be? Ooh, fun. Um, I, I love Italian wine. I just absolutely love it. So northern Italy in particular. Uh, I love uh, Nebbiolo, Barolo. Um, I love um, Australian wine. I'm very, very um, fond of Australian wine at the moment. Hunter Semillon, some of the cooler style Chardonnays that are coming out of there. A lot of the Victorian wine, some of the Pinot from Victoria is just outstanding. So um, always, always love New Zealand. Being a Kiwi, I have to say love New Zealand. Again, some of the Chardonnay coming out of New Zealand. I just some of the world's best Chardonnay at the moment and Pinot Noir as well. Um, but yeah, I think Italy's probably probably the region I drink the most, the, the country I drink the most of, and northern Italy in particular. Okay, get your checkbook out, Ross. 2016 Barolos. Let's go hunting. I'm happy I'm in whatever we can find. These are said to be maybe the greatest Barolos that have ever been made wow. in, the, in the history of Barolos. So uh, we've got to, and they're not out. I mean, they're just trickling out now, so there's time to find them, but they won't be cheap. No, I'm sure. My, my checkbook might not be up to the task, but we'll yeah. see if we can get a couple of good ones. <laughs> Yeah, Ross, uh, great to catch up with you. I know you're a pretty busy guy. We thank you for your time and uh, wish you luck on the harvest whenever it gets underway uh, down there in the south. And uh, uh, oh, we, I just want to ask one question because you're doing a bit of work at Red Rooster as well. What can you tell us about Red Rooster coming up? Yeah, so I'm really enjoying working with uh, Elaine at Red Rooster. Um, we're doing a bit of a a revamp of the portfolio there. So we've got some really exciting wines coming out, such as uh, Skin Contact Viognier. We're doing some Foudre Fermented Gewürztraminer. Wow. We're doing a Pinot Noir that's 100% concrete aged um, and a Carbonic Maceration Merlot Blends. Um, so, wow. yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, getting a bit more edgy, I guess you could say, at Red Rooster, and we're going to have a lot of fun in the process. Um, we're still going to have some old favorites there. Melbeck's going to be a big part of the portfolio through... Uh, rosé, a sparkling Melbeck, which is amazing. Can't wait to get that out there. And the reserve Melbeck as well. So, mm. yeah, it's it's going to look, it's going to get pretty exciting at Red Rooster in the coming year or two. And when you, you mention Elaine, uh, Elaine, you're talking about winemaker Elaine Vickers. That's correct, Elaine Vickers, yep, formerly from Blasted Church and now uh, uh, steering the ship at Red Rooster. Great. Right on. you got to love a winemaker who says where the winemaker came from folks that is that is like true respect in the way things should be in the wine business thanks ross so much it was great to check, catch up with you today and uh, i hope we can get up there and see you in the fall sometime yeah hopefully very nice to chat with you both yep Thank ross you. weiss he's the chief winemaker at black hills and has uh, he has some other assorted duties now at tinhorn red rooster working in the inside the peller wine group uh, we have to take a quick break, but there's plenty more coming up on the show. Don't go away. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Up next is Coro Kuklo. She's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. 
Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's Organic Ambassador Program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Rediscover the South Okanagan good life at Watermark Beach Resort Asoyas Hotel and Conference Center. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina, and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavors inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio, featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This will be an everlasting love. This will be. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is uh, fresh out of uh, class this morning's yoga class, all stretched out and uh, ready to go. Coral Kuklo's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. Coral, how are you today? Pretty good, thanks. The yoga helps. What what time do I have here right now? Yeah, what time do I have to get up to to make it to yoga class before work? Nine a.m. Wednesdays. Oh boy, (laughs) that's pretty good. That's a good hour. I like that. We better do that when we're up there, Tony. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> well, followed by yeah. lunch or dinner in that wonderful yeah. restaurant at Miradoro. Exactly. you got to balance it out, right? Uh, what's on your schedule this week, Carl? Uh, the grapes are changing color. What are you doing? Are you cleaning barrels or tanks or having people get ready for the harvest? Or how, how is it oh, looking? All of that. All of that. We're doing lots of organizing for training, COVID training, confined space training, forklift training. We're out in the vineyard. We've been out there checking out the grapes. Things are coming along really nicely, but you probably heard today that there's a lot of fires up here, so that kind of of upset us this morning or last night. But, you know, we've been pretty lucky so far. It hasn't been too bad, so we're just keeping our fingers crossed that they can get these ones under control so we can have a great harvest. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about smoke is, uh, although it can affect the grapes, it also affects the, the climate, I guess, or the mesoclimate in the region because it can block out the sun and slow down uh, everything that's going on in the vineyard. Exactly. That's exactly what happened in 2018. The, we lost pretty much lost the whole month of August. It was should have been 38, and it was more like 22 or 23. So it does mm. slow everything down, and it makes things more humid and... And it's, yeah. it's just an awful atmosphere all around. Yeah. Our guest is uh, Coral Kuklo. She's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. 
And uh, Coral, you have harvest interns that join the team at this time of year. Yeah. How important is it to have interns? Oh my gosh, we our work uh, just double or triples during harvest, and we um, we're lucky enough that we've been getting some kids that are from other countries. We've got some coming from these are all wannabe, and they will be winemakers. We've got a couple from New Zealand. We've got one from Bordeaux and a couple Canadians. And it's really important because they're keen. So they, they just love everything about it. And it's, a, it's hard work. It's, it's long hours and you might get one day off a week. But, you know, it's something that you do with passion. And, and you, you know, they don't really get paid a lot. And it's, it's all about the passion. So we're, yeah. we just love having them here. So you're Is probably it- paying them in food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Food and wine. You know. But there's a <laughs> yeah. there's a big sort of information exchange too, and a cultural exchange which helps everybody. I mean, you know, having someone from New Zealand talk about what they do there, or someone from Bordeaux how they do things. Uh, it, I, I would imagine there's there's a wealth of info that can be sucked out of people on both sides. You know, it, it's it's awesome. I just love it when they come. They always have. You think you've. You've heard of everything, but no, they always have great stories and um, good tips, you know, just how other other people are dealing with, you know, just different ways of making wine. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. It, uh, we love it, yeah. Uh, well, I'm... Uh, uh, I- I've always thought I should come and do a vintage, but now I think, I don't know. That's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, why don't you just come and um, shadow us for a day, and then yeah. you'll see. It's not, I, it's not the yeah. romance they make it out to be. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> and, I'm you sure know, he's not. a romantic guy, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? It's a, lot of, it's a lot of scrubbing tanks and hosing floors, and that's yeah. about, that probably takes up about 90% of the time. Okay, well, before you get to harvest, you got to grow some grapes and make some wine or think about which wines. And uh, I want to talk to you today about a new white wine. I know that the uh, last time we talked, there was some talk about deconstructing your white wine blend and doing other things. How's that coming along? Right. So in 2019, that was the first vintage we uh, didn't blend the two-bench white. So we fermented everything separately, and it's all... Uh, some of it we still haven't done anything with. Tell they, us what everything is. Things, yeah. <laughs> we did this. We're doing a Sauv Blanc, single variety, Golden Mile Sauv Blanc. That turned out excellent. We're really oh, proud wow. of it. First one out the door, yeah. And that's uh, going to our club members in the fall shipment. It's a pretty small lot, but we should be able to see it for other people as well. We're really excited about that. And, and, then, and the other varieties? Uh, yeah, so we did our muscat, which is a small amount too, but I hope I don't get in trouble for spilling beans on this one, but we've, um, we're going to do it, uh, sorry, Black Hills also made a dry muscat, kind of like, kind of like a skin fermented yeah. or orange wine. So we, we're, and they're both very different and we, we combined them. So we're going to sell them as a combined, uh, Wow. I know. Oh, that's so a great idea. Wow, that's a great yeah. breaking story. Yes. yes. Way to go. <laughs> I hope I'm not in trouble. Way to, way to go. <laughs> yeah. We're speaking with yeah. Coral Kukla. She's the former winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. Uh, she yeah, just spilled right? the beans. Yeah, well, that's cool. Oh, I wow. like that. 
Look forward to this Sauvignon Blanc, though, and uh, and to have the Golden Mile Bench uh, sub app on it too. I think would be great. Right. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So, yeah, it's all looking good. We're we're just busy ramping up for harvest and dealing with new COVID restrictions. You know, got to keep our team separate and everything. So we're pretty busy up here. Mm. Bet. And I wanted to ask you about your favorite wine area in the world, aside from the Okanagan, of course. Uh, I think I'd have to say Burgundy. I love Burgundies. And I, ha- I have only briefly been there. I need to go back. As soon as it travel opens up, that's my first place I'm going to go to. Yes, I'm with you on that. Yeah. What is it about Burgundy that's so attractive? You know, I just... I just love Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Those are my two favorite wines, and mm-hmm. I just can't get enough of it. So, yeah, you know, I know what you mean, and it's hard to describe to people. But just you, you taste a, a, a red or a white Burgundy, and they have all this sort of finesse and elegance, but they have this incredible intensity of flavor too, which which you don't mm-hmm. expect. And then you think, right. yeah, that's that's the difference between you know greatness and and you know aspiring to be great. I think is this getting that intensity in the yeah. minds which i guess takes yeah. hundreds of years of knowledge and growing but <laughs> yeah exactly. but we're getting and there yeah, yeah i mean are. pinot noir and chardonnay and bc has really uh really pulled up its uh pants so to speak in the last 10 years yeah. it's it's really yeah. becoming yeah. important varieties yeah Boy, very good really for them seen some changes yeah i think yeah. a lot of people we're finding the better places to grow Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So I think it was all a lot was planted right down uh, very in the south, and maybe that's not the best place. But, yeah. yeah, I think it's getting better all the time. So, yeah, it's fun. It's never boring, right? The, that's one thing about no. the wine industry. It's changing all the time. I love it. I wanted to ask you a quick question about Tinhorn's always been famous for its self-tours. Are they still happening with COVID, or how, how is it working uh, there? Do you need a reservation, or what? What, or is there any right. touring? So um, they're doing sit-down tastings, uh, and we recommend reservations. Most days it's sold out because they can only do so many at a time. Right. Yep. And they've pretty much closed off those galleries to look into the cellar, but you can still wander around out in the vineyard in the demo vineyard and stuff, but, mm. you know, I don't, yes, we, I don't know, it's actually not a bad thing to sit down. I've done it at a couple of wineries myself, and it's quite, quite relaxing, and um, it's, you're not kind of fighting at the tasting bar. I, I like it myself. You yeah. just have to be more organized. There's not, there's not a lot of dropping in on wineries no. anymore, so. Uh, I, we yeah. call it the Anthony Gismondi visit. Why wouldn't people want to do that? Sit down, have a chat, taste some wine, be civilized. Exactly. And, and walk away civilized. with walk away with a little bit more knowledge than you started when you came in. I think it's uh, I think it's in some ways it's probably going to change the way the entire industry deals with uh, with consumers in the future. Yeah, and you can yeah, also so. order a pizza from Miradoro right? and sit outside on one of the picnic tables. That would be good. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to S- do that today. But I'm, yeah, scrap the yoga, order the pizza. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wednesday's pizza day. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Coral, it's uh, great to catch up with you. I hope the weather cooperates and uh, the harvest gets underway uh, as per normal and uh, you can work like crazy for the next uh, 110 days or whatever it's going to take to right. get it all done. Yeah, we kind of Do- get 
spit out around Christmas time. So yeah, remember, <laughs> don't wash that car. World. Right. Don't wash that car. <laughs> and you do have your you swimming could. pool, Coral. Yes, I do. To go Thank home goodness. to. Boy, it's been hot here the last few days. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a lifesaver for sure. Good to be a great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Coral. Uh, good luck with the harvest, okay. and we'll catch up with you. Uh, you. Hopefully we can get in the valley and get running around uh, soon. We'd love to see you. Okay. Take care. You Thanks too. so much. Coral Kuklo, she's the winemaker at Tinhorn Creek. Uh, everybody getting ready for the harvest. Casey, are you? Do, do you clean your house or anything? Get ready for the harvest. I do, Tony. Your yeah. kitchen. I clean. Maybe. I actually clean out my uh, climatizer, my wine climatizer. Your get, wine. Get ready <laughs> for the wine. new vintage. <laughs> your wine climatizer. You are just the best. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a bucket with a bit of ice water in it. You, <laughs> you have me. a wine climatizer. Okay, folks, don't go away. Uh, Plenty more coming up. Casey and I are going to uh, cover off a few subjects right after this quick break. You're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Wine Experience Center at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is waiting for you. Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher Restaurant is ready to welcome you with the best dining experience in Okanagan wine country. Reservations are required for tastings and dining. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitation, and physical distancing protocols will also be in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkamine Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small-art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clos de Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clodesoleil.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, the daylight is fading, Casey. You notice how it's getting a little bit darker earlier every night? It is. Are you ready for a winter of COVID and I'm ready. Dining? Yeah, it's writer's weather, Tony. Writer's weather. Suits me perfectly. (laughs) Right on. Okay, let's start with uh, Tuto. I know we had a big chat about the restaurant Tuto, but it's now officially open uh, on the corner of Homer and Smythe. Yes. You were there? Yes? No? You were there? My area. My area. So it's Tuto is owned, and um, it's owned by... Uh, Michael Dakotas, 
and he has chosen two amazing guys, Andrea Vescovi, and who is operations manager along with your Patrick pal, Corsi. Patrick Corsi. Mm-hmm. Beautiful restaurant. Yeah. It's um it's in a four-story brick building and it was constructed in 1910. So it will never be torn down, which is great for me because there'll never be a high rise when I look out my window. And I actually can look into their windows from my um, living area. 89th floor. Yes. Yeah. So, Tony, you will love the menu because one of your very favorite things, and I think they did an amazing job, was a grilled Humboldt squid. Beautiful with chopped olives, pea shoots. Very interesting. Not breaded, folks. No, not breaded. That's fantastic. I'm interested to know if they have spaghetti quattro on the menu or spaghetti for Italians or some different Well, you know, I didn't, I haven't seen a menu. I just, we tried. Oh, uh, of course, you were the big shot. Nine different items, but we didn't try spaghetti quattro, but it wouldn't surprise me. And, but what did surprise me is the price range is $15 to $45. So they're, they're keen to get everybody through their doors, whether you want to sit at the bar, which, by the way, they have a beautiful bar, great banquettes. And it's open for dinner Monday to Saturday from 4 p.m. until it closes. Mm-hmm. So it is, I, I, I just can't wait for you to check it out. It's just, they've just done a beautiful job. No expense has been spared. And mm. yet, you know, it's refined, but it's casual, informal. And but it also has a quite a nice uh, wine list, and not necessarily tilted to just super expensive Italian wines, but really fine selection. I see you you actually tried a couple of wines. You tried a very interesting wine called Senesi. Uh This is done by made by Casella del Giglio. Uh, Senesi is an indigenous. Uh, grape variety, of course, Italy's famous for that. They have over seven or eight hundred of their own indigenous varieties. Comes from Lazio, which is the region around Rome, which of course is the place where Patrick's father was born. Uh, they grew up to just beside the airport uh, on the. They are on the beach there on the water, beside, just be outside of uh, Fiumicino. Well, that's the town. They had a little restaurant there, and so it all sort of started there. So it's kind of interesting that he served you that wine from Lazio uh, last night. Uh, and then, of course, one of their idols is Antonori, and you had the Pepoli, the Chianti Classico. These are, you know, $25, $30 wines that people can buy in the store, and they're delicious. So uh, good for them. I know. I was very impressed. They also have wines, you know, from around the world, France, Australia, yep. and British Columbia. Cool. Uh, Casey, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, I've uh, made the big time. I'm uh, I'm inside the BCWI's new uh, app. <laughs> Believe it or not, Tony, I have seen it, and I am impressed. Hard to believe. Yeah, I did a couple of uh, videos for them. Uh, I was uh, it was great because they said, "Hey, you can do whatever you want. We want to, you know, to tie it into our the launch of our new app." So I t- chose a couple of themes. One with DJ Kearney, who you know well, yes, a contributor and of course an educator here in the city. Uh, we talked about we did beautiful vistas and great wines from there. So I mean, you can think about that. Uh, you know, what what might be a beautiful vista. So, for instance, say, Coleman, a family estate, you know, you climb up to the top of that 
that uh, vineyard on the very top of the hill there, Margaret's Vineyard, and look out over the valley and have a glass of uh, Gruner Veltliner. So that's the kind of attack we took with that. And we have a nice little short conversation, only about four or five minute video. Uh, and we did that for the south, Similkameen, or not Similkameen, from uh, Soyuz to uh, uh, Okanagan Falls and Skaha. And then we did another one from Penticton up to Vernon. So uh, people can check that out. And this and is all in an app. Yeah, it's all in an Very app good. online. With maps but, and really great information. Yeah, it's called the BC Wine Explorer. You can pick it up in the App Store and it's free. And it's amazing, folks, because you actually, we talk about Encomip, it comes up, you press on and it'll tell you when you can visit, all the wines they sell, how to join the wine club. All the information that you ask me all the time is just at your fingertip on this this app, so uh, you should check it out. So For well instance, um, I'm at Wild Goose Vineyards and Winery, yep. and when you go on, when you go online, you can view the wines that they're serving. They ha- they charge five dollars for a choice of four wines, and of course, the fee is waived with the purchase. Yeah, and then if you scroll down, it's to explore the winery. It has 26 wines listed. All the prices, vintage, everything you want from their 2019 Riesling all the way down to their Stony Slope Riesling to Autumn Gold, whatever. So it's a really useful app. We did two more videos coming out, Casey, later next week or maybe this weekend, actually, uh, as you're listening to this. I did them with Tree Ring, and we talked about unique places on Vancouver Island and the Similkameen. Uh, and the Okanagan, and unique, what we call unique grape varieties like Gruner Veltliner, Albarino, some of the different things that we're growing, that, uh, and including some of the hybrids like Sauvignette that uh, we had at Unsworth Vineyard. So all that are on these apps. People just check them out. There's a lot of info there. You'll enjoy it, and it's free. And, Tony, when you're visiting wineries now during COVID, I suggest yep. that you pick up a case of wine. Don't just buy one or two bottles from a winery. Buy a case. Yeah. Money bags Wilson. Exactly. There you go. For my She's climatizer. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we should get a climatizer for you. <laughs> I would That's love one really actually need. in this weather. That's what we really need. Uh so uh, that's it. Uh, well, we're almost done, Casey. The other thing I just want to mention, I don't want to talk too much about Gizmoni and Wine, but the newsletter is out this month. It's pretty exciting. We have uh, two great new videos, with one with Gloria Kalel. You remember her from Segura Viudas? Yes, I do. Uh, she's so much fun, and she introduces a new organic sparkling wine from Spain to us, as well as the Segura Viudas Brute, one of your favorites, and the Harry Dad, which comes in that fancy uh, pewter bottle. And then we uh, we do a really sort of in-depth look at uh, Argiano, uh, which is a fantastic Brunello di Montalcino producer in Italy. So you get an inside look at a winery that's over 400 years old. Uh, so both of them are uh, kind of fun. They'll be out this week in the newsletter, Gizmoni on Wine, and you can find more details at the website. Uh, that's it for today's show, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Casey, do you have weekend... Uh, plans? I do, Tony, perhaps? because my son's <laughs> here from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm trying to convince him to move back. To Vancouver? That's my plan, yes. How are you going to do that? I think it's pretty easy, actually, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't it be? Okay, thanks, everyone, for joining us today, and of course, special thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Hetherington. She makes it all work uh, for both Casey and I, since we're not in the studio together. We are practicing all the protocols to stay safe. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. 
Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.